This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. We learned earlier today, BC schools will be closing in wake of the COVID-19 outbreak. The closures will be indefinite for any schools that aren't currently in spring break. All in-class teaching must be halted immediately. So what exactly does this mean? There was also talk of moving to an online model where possible and uh, of finding out what uh, skills, what uh, tools can be used in the this unprecedented uh, territory to get schools at least get kids uh, still learning let's bring in stephen price a west vancouver school teacher as well as an education columnist uh, stephen what's your reaction to what i think was expected the announcement expected by many people yeah i've been uh, thinking this was going to happen since since friday when we left our schools i brought home uh, enough things for me to kind of keep keep my class going uh, if we needed to go online, having seen the, the news out of Alberta and Ontario at that point. Um, this is for sure the right thing to do. Um, one of the things I really appreciate, though, about uh, the British Columbia announcement today is that uh, they're creating a plan to support essential service workers. Um, I have family and friends who are in healthcare, and I've, I've been seeing folks at the grocery stores doing amazing work trying to keep up with all the demand. Um, and I really am glad that uh, the minister today announced that there's going to be a plan put in place to support the kids of those those folks. Uh, absolutely, because I think uh, probably the stress levels in that group alone would have been uh, extreme. Uh, what do you, how do you think it will play out? How will it work when we, we learned from the education minister that uh, students will still get a final mark? Uh, students that are set to graduate will graduate as long as they uh, have the requirements. So what does that mean for teachers? I think we're still trying to figure that out. I've been connecting with colleagues over the last couple of days, sharing resources, uh, kind of problem solving. So a colleague up in the interior who has two kids who are in a, a home that's super rural and doesn't have any internet connection. So, um, you know, what do we do for those students is a big question. And, and simple solutions that were coming up in the, in the conversation like, well, can we reach out and, and phone those kids and check in with them each day to kind of give them that accountability to kind of keep them moving forward. Um, it's going to be hardest, I think, for students whose family situations are weakest. So if your parents are, uh, are, are not well off, if, if there's challenges in the family, um, it's those students, I think, that, that as teachers we're worried about the most in this. Um, those kids who have, you know, really great families and uh, they'll be fine. They'll do lots of reading and they'll, they'll have a rich environment. It's those kids who are at the, the most tenuous parts of society that, uh, that we're most worried about as teachers. And as teachers, how, what happens to teachers now as far as do you, uh, are all teachers now going to be uh, expected to do online learning or what does, what does your job look like from this point on? That's uh, that's up in the air. The ministry said today they would be providing some resources. We don't yet know uh, what they look like. Um, teachers learned at the same time as, as the public. So I was listening um, to the minister's press conference to, to be informed for what I'm supposed to do myself. I imagine that school district's leadership is all is is meeting to figure out district by district what the most appropriate thing is. Um, each district has different tools at its disposal. Um, my district has all of its kids already have a laptop after grade four, so we know that that's baked into what we'll do, but other districts will have, will have different responses. So it'll be probably a very local response at the district level and 
and even down to the classroom level. What is the strength of that teacher? What is the strength of the family environments of that classroom? Um, how do we best serve those individuals? It really comes down to that that individual level, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, do you think, can it be done? Because the, the idea is this is it for the school year. It would be very unlikely that classes are going to come back in before June. Uh, can that work be covered off that way? Uh, I think it'll be different. Um, the The essential thing is kids are still going to learn. Um, we know from kids that take that year off to go on that uh, that round the world trip, or or who are sick in hospital, or 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 kids who are just homeschooling because that's the best thing for them. Um, if they do lots of reading at home, they do some writing, and the parents are reading that writing, and they're doing some thinking in numbers. Uh, generally speaking, they'll be fine. And and uh, in terms of the university side, my last career for ten years was in admissions counseling, and that's sort of the big uh, I think fear is for those grade twelves who are like, oh, do I have the marks that will get me into the universities? Um, knowing some, having been on that front before, the universities will be figuring out ways of of making things fair and making things consistent with the information they have, whether that's going back to grade 11 marks, whether that's using more broader-based, essay-based type assessments, they'll find a way. Uh, and I was wondering about that, too, if, in case there were grade 12 students that were really banking on uh, working their butts off at the, final, at the final stretch. That's not going to be an option. Uh, well, it may be. We don't know yet. We are supposed to be giving final grades. We there's there are always appeals systems at the universities for admissions, and and I think those will be um, quite actively used this year. And even uh, in British Columbia, we're we're really fortunate to have a very robust college transfer system. So for students who don't make that cut in their grade 12 year, which happens every single year um, for a variety of reasons, they have a really excellent second chance and third chance. Um, This system, especially in British Columbia, the way it's designed is, is actually one of the most robust in North America for handling this kind of shock and still making it fair. Uh, it's an interesting point, and also because we're dealing with, this isn't just BC students, we're talking about students across the country in the various provinces where the same thing is happening. So, I mean, it's going to be a very different playing field, a very different uh, environment come September. Yeah, and, and the thing, I think, for the public to remember is that teachers and educators at the university, we all got into this because we are passionate about learning and passionate about students. And and just like we figure out a way of overcoming the challenges with our learners in class every day, we're here and, and, and you know, it's my spring break, but we're definitely constantly thinking and working and sharing ways of, of trying to uh, attack this new challenge of how do we do learning in a quarantined environment. And dealing with it too, I would imagine people are stressed. There are going to be students that it's a disruption to the routine and a routine that that they depend on. And and routine is essential. Um, as as parents are are kind of going online saying, "Oh my goodness, how do how do teachers do this every day?" Um, there was a really good point made uh, by one of uh, one of the folks I follow on Twitter to say, "Well, actually, the first week as a teacher, you always spend building the routine, building the expectation, and that'll be, I think, where parents and teachers will share kind of some insight and learning and try to figure out how do we." How do we make this um, not normal because it will never be normal for our kids, but um, how do we make this as um, 
as calm as possible and as, as routine as possible so we can get into that routine that not only will help move learning forward, but I think also will help kind of calm kids down and keep them focused on, on something other than the, the news updates or, or whatever it happens to be that, that is the, the challenging part of their day to cope with. All right. Uh, great uh, advice and insight into that. Stephen Price, thank you so much. Thank you, Jen.